And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call. 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, I wish on this Friday night I was talking to you with a different mood, different vibe to set you into. Friday night, it was 19 <laughs> degrees today, sun was shining. Send you into the long weekend, you know? The vibe could have been a lot better, Raptors fans, but instead, the Raptors go down 2 to nothing against the Milwaukee Bucks as they lose big, 125-103. to Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'm Q. Q, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling okay? I'm, I'm good. Are you all right? Are, 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 we, are we getting vibes? I guess I'll start here. Are we getting vibes of Lebronto, of the LeBron Cavs versus the Raptors? Are we there yet? Are we in nah. that level of panic or no? No, nah, I'm not panicking. Okay. I, I, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I, I, I don't think... Milwaukee necessarily outplayed us. I think they outshot us. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. We missed at open shots. That's fair. Right? Like it's not even like we have to shoot like Kyle did in game one. I think you just shoot 35, 40%, and this is a completely different game. Yeah. I think that for me in this, I, I tweeted it during the game. Okay. And and to me, it's like I'm not here to panic until the Raptors lose at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep things positive and call me the homer. I know people are already going to be writing that down, but I'm going to say I'm going to say this much, okay? There's a bunch of things I feel like you can get from this game. I'm still looking at this Bucks team and I'm not really shook. I don't think that the Bucks there's a lot of people already, you know, Raptors fans ready to quit and they were ready to jump off the bandwagon in the first half of this game, which I found <laughs> absolutely incredible, first right? Quarter. It was like a 14-point game after one, and people are like, oh, that's why you needed to win the first game. And it's yeah. like, relax. They still had a chance to come back. And with so much game left, there's so many things that you can learn from this game. Yep. One of those things, I think, and we brought it up. We were talking about it. Obviously, we talk while we're watching the game. But one of the things I said early on, in fact, one of the things we talked about after game one. Yep was it was blatantly obvious that in this series you can play Fred Van Fleet and Norman Powell major minutes. And I think we saw that tonight. No, if you go to Raptors bench, Norm came off the bench with 14 points, 6 of 9 shooting, knocked down two threes. Baca, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Freddie, he had 5 points, but Fred, we saw a much more aggressive Fred Van Fleet offensively. What did you think of the bench and just the performance that they had Picking up the starters who really struggled. I'm looking at you, Mark Gasol and Danny Green. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, Danny Green especially. Well, actually, no, sorry, not especially, because both both of them, mm-hmm. and I think you have Surge, you have Norm, who if those other guys aren't hitting, right, and even their defense, like usually, like in the Philly series, right, you can say, okay, they're not hitting. Okay, but Danny Green's playing defense. Yeah, Marcus Saul is, is 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 holding down. You know what I mean? Embiid, right? Yeah. In this series, the Brook Lopez, the first game went for twenty nine, right? In this game, Ilya Silva and Miritich were both in double digits, yeah. right? The Bucks players had what five, six players in double digits. Giannis was a high person with thirty, but as you just mentioned, Miritich had fifteen. Middleton had twelve. Put a note there because I want to get back to Middleton. Yep. Uh, Sova off the bench had 17. George Hill off the bench had 13. And Brogdon off the bench had 14. Right. So you're getting six players in double digits if you're the Milwaukee Bucks and you look at the Raptors side of things. And again, the theme has been consistent for the Raptors during the playoffs, right? Yep. You've basically been getting Kawhi Leonard and maybe one other starter yeah. putting in work. In this game, I mean, Kyle Lowry gave you 15 on four of 13 shooting. It was kind of ugly, two of nine from three, but I'm not really mad at Kyle in this game. No. To me. To me, this game falls on Danny Green, who's two for six. Marc Gasol was one for nine. That 
is unacceptable. But also, to me, doesn't it just show the difference in matchups? Yeah. Just like series to series, matchups are going to be different. You needed Gasol in the first two rounds to take care of the big guys in the middle. This series is a little bit different, right? Is is am I reading that wrong, or are you seeing the same things? Well, yeah, I mean it's the same thing. I mean, Danny Green didn't have a, a great a second round against Philly, mm-hmm. but you couldn't play uh, Van Fleet and in Norm. that game yeah. and Norm. Norm's remember Norm yeah. Norm plays small forward sometimes, but remember Norm's only six foot four, yeah. right? Danny Green's legit six six, mm-hmm. right? And he's a defend defender. So when size. when Ennis comes in. When Philly like yeah. against Philly, Ennis was coming in. These guys are coming in. You had this guy playing defense, yeah, yeah. And, and he did a decent job, right? Yeah. So the so him missing those shots wasn't as big of a deal because he wasn't getting outscored mm-hmm. fifteen to two, right? Also, too, a one thing about that Sixer series was even when they did come in, sometimes you're against Ben Simmons, sometimes yeah. you're against Jimmy Butler, right? And we've been talking about this the whole way through. Whoever you come in against, if you're the Raptors bench it's not the same caliber of dudes that the Sixers had. And that's kind of the thing that I feel like is getting misconstrued with this series. Yes, the Sixers had much better players that Mm -hmm. were on the floor. The Bucks just have more depth. Is the talent as high? No, but they just need one or two of, and I'm going to list a whole lot of dudes, but it's it's, uh, Miritich, Lopez, Bledsoe, Ilyasova, Brogdon Hill. They need like two or three of those guys to have a good game. And to me, I understand how that sounds kind of crazy because you're dealing with depth. But the reality is you're dealing with depth of equal talent or more right. equal talent. Exactly. So if you're Fred, if you're Norm, if you're Danny Green, you're Gasol, right? The matchup's still pretty much in reach for you to have a good game. It's just now changing your mentality. Right. Because your mentality against the Sixers was way different. You're way less aggressive you know you had to stand around and watch Kawhi because there's no matchup that can stop Kawhi. Right. But in this series, like, no, just play Raptors basketball. And I think we saw that more in the second half. I mean, especially in that third quarter, Raptors won the third quarter, right. 39-31. And what you saw there was they played smaller. Mm-hmm. You realize the matchups of playing Serge and Norm instead of Gasol and Danny Green. And the big difference there is just However, Mark Gasol is gonna get his shots. It's better suited for surge shots. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah, In terms yeah. of rolling to the basket, yeah. um, Gasol—they're just letting him shoot the three. But he kind of had a few opportunities where he drove to the basket and made things happen. And maybe we could see some more of that later on. But it's not the same series that it was right. against Embiid or against Vucevic. Exactly. And people need to understand: it's a matchup. It's not that Gasol sucks. It's just a bad matchup. And the NBA playoffs are all about matchups. You're going to see Nick Nurse try to make some adjustments. And, hey, if it wasn't such a massive lead early, maybe the things are different in the second half once you figure out, oh, Norm can cook. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like the Raptors in this game, there's a couple things that I feel like people are missing. And Kawhi Leonard had another massive game for the Raptors. We should just be used to it by now. But he put up 31 points on 10 of 18 shooting. Eight rebounds, two assists. And let's talk about this, because I feel like this was a big theme. <laughs> Anyone who watches this podcast for the whole year knows that I do not like talking about the refs. Right. I just right. feel like it's a waste of time. Refs aren't good and whatever. But the one thing I don't understand while watching this series is Kawhi and Giannis are of pretty close talent, right? Like you could make yeah. arguments both ways of who's a better player. Giannis might have the bigger like star power just because Kawhi's been out for the past year and Giannis is still on his way up. Yeah, he's had his MVP caliber season, right? First of. Yeah, but it's still close. Yeah. So my question is, to me, the appearance was that Giannis, every time he gets in the paint and he's going to the basket and he gets a pinky finger on him, they call foul. I'm okay with that. He's a star. Kawhi, on the other hand, it's like he has to get fouled twice before he gets the call to go to the line. And then you brought up a point where the the makeup call, where it wasn't even like, what was it? It was on the perimeter. So the first first one, I think they called him for a charge. Yes. Right? Which wasn't a charge because the guy was still moving. Ilyasova was moving under the basket. Right. And then on the the second time, Kawhi gets the ball, and they call a touch foul Mm -hmm. on the perimeter when he he was not even looking to shoot. He was just dribbling the ball. Yeah. Right? And I'm just like... 
I think I made the comment where you you, you almost want it to be more like hockey. Yeah. Where anything goes except if it stops a scoring play. I got right? you. Yeah. 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 So stop calling the. I don't want to see traveling calls and carry calls and but the touch foul the on touch, the perimeter. Touch fouls on the perimeter. Yeah. But then you don't call anything going to the basket. Yeah. It does, doesn't make sense. Because Kawhi is going into the lane, and he's taking on multiple defenders basically every time he drives. And my whole beef is, if you're going to call the foul every time Giannis does it, why don't you call the foul every time Kawhi does it? Right. And they're both being aggressive. And it's another thing, it's another perfect example of what I'm talking about in terms of people are going to look at stats, and you're going to say Giannis shot 12 free throws, Kawhi shot 10. And what annoys me the most about the playoffs is people talking just at nauseum about just stats. Yeah. Because this game is a perfect example. This game, all of these stats are going to get added into the total series. Right. But really, does it tell you the full story of the game? How much time was garbage time? But yet, these statistics are going to add into the total of what's going on. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's only... not giving you a proper representation of what happened. So like Kawhi's shooting numbers, for example. I saw something earlier today where he was talking about Kawhi's last two games. His shooting numbers were terrible. Well, one of those last two games were game seven. I don't care what Kawhi's <laughs> shooting numbers are in game seven. Yeah, exactly. Shoot whatever shot you want. He, he could have missed every shot. <laughs> yeah. He hit the one that matters. Yeah. Right? It, right? It's just weird to me the stats that, that get brought up instead of like the eye test of what we're seeing in a game. And somewhere in the middle between the stats and the eye test, lies the truth exactly and the bucks in this series yes they blew out the raptors in this game they came out gunning early and it was from jump street if we're being honest right i mean the nine, game started nine out, it was run to start yeah nine oh run to start it was 4-0 Giannis. yeah and like 4-0 on Giannis dunks raptors with back-to-back -back turnovers and it was just a bad vibe from the get-go in terms of gasol and Danny Green. Marcus Gasol mm -hmm. had maybe the worst six minutes I've ever seen a Raptors big man have. I might even take it back to Hafa Arujo. I, I know that that's sounds... A, that's a big statement there. I know that sounds like I'm gassing, but literally Marcus Gasol's first few possessions missed a wide open three, drove to the basket, had an easy dunk, got blocked by Giannis, then got blocked by Lopez on like the next possession. Yeah. Then Kawhi drove dimed him he fumbled it yep. lost the ball then he had the ball tried to pass it to Kawhi. it went off the rim like it sounds like i'm gassing but he really had the worst like i've never seen marcus all play that bad i've never seen a raptors big play that bad for that run that he had right. and after that it's in your head yep. you're missing shots you're not confident anymore you're shooting shots because you literally have to when you're wide open but it just wasn't a good look does is there still a spot for Mark Gasol in this series? What do you think, Keith? Is there still a spot for him to play? Yes, but I think an adjustment needs to be made. Okay. Okay. So, and again, we talked about this earlier. So again, people, we we this is basketball chat. We talk about this stuff during the game. So again, if if you guys are seeing something during the game, you guys have our our Instagrams. Holler at us mm -hmm. so we can bring it up during the game, mm -hmm. during during the podcast. But anyway, we were talking like, okay, you're not hitting your threes. Mm -hmm. But Brooke Lopez is not guarding you, right? But you know your shot's off. Yeah. So adjust. Maybe go stand in the post. Yeah. And help with the rebounding. Yeah. Right? That way, Brooke Lopez has to sag off you. Because, yes, you're not hitting your threes, but right under the basket, you're, you're, you're going to make that layup, right? He has to guard you. You have to, has to guard you. After he got his shot blocked twice, he got shook. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but you still have to be guarded down there. Sure. Right? I totally agree. Yeah. Doesn't mean the ball's coming to you, but you mm -hmm. have to be guarded. Yeah. Right? That gives Kawhi mm -hmm. what an extra two feet, extra three feet to work with. Where he's also not an where, where that, to dime it to. Exactly. Where that double team like can you imagine you imagine you have six eleven Giannis, you got seven foot Brooke Lopez, yeah. and then you got Middleton, right? Yeah. You're not what are you gonna do against that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now you take one of those trees away, right? Mm -hmm. Siakam has to be guarded. So that takes away Giannis. Now, if you're going one on one, Kawhi versus Middleton, like watch this game, Kawhi would have had 50. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same thing with the Philly series, mm -hmm. right? Marcus was at least hitting some shots. Not some. really. Not not really. Not really. But but Embiid had to was was guarding him. He's he's paying attention. Yeah. 
He was at least paying attention, right? One on one against Ben Simmons, you seen what Kawhi did, right? Yeah, no, totally. Middleton hasn't stopped him yet. The only it's... time, the only time Kawhi does shoot is if he misses, which you're going to miss some shots, right? Yeah. Or if that double team, triple team comes and he doesn't get the call. So yeah. you just you can't just stand at the three point line, especially when you're not hitting your shots, and just not be in the play. Yeah, and the other thing too is there was one really good play where Kyle Lowry and Gasol ran the pick and roll, right. and Gasol hit the I think it was his only yeah it was the only shot he made in the game was off the pick and roll, yeah. and he hit it right in the paint, and it and that's what we're talking about in terms of however you played in the Philly series, however you were getting your shots in the Philly series is going to be different than how you're going to get your shots in this series. Exactly. And the adjustment you saw him kind of make the adjustment late where. There are certain points where he at least upfaked and drove to the basket, which is something we haven't really seen Marcus Gasol do a lot. Right. But it's something he has in the arsenal. The other thing might be, don't go all the way out to the three-point line. Yeah. Right? Like, pick and pop for the mid-range two. Maybe that's a thing. Roll more to the basket. Set Maybe a, that's a thing. Set a screen. So then they, they Milwaukee's switching everything. Yeah. Imagine a Kawhi against Brooke Lopez. Mm -hmm. That's not... That's not... Right? And then... When they switch, now you have a smaller guy on you. Yeah. You take him down into the post. You're still a threat. Just be a threat, right? Yeah. As as we say that, Pascal Siakam also had probably his worst game of the playoffs. Yeah, Siakam was not good in this game at all. He fouled out with eight points, four of nine in 26 minutes. And really, he was a victim of Giannis. Giannis just being a bully and getting in the lane, getting foul calls on him. And Siakam was in foul trouble the whole game. Yeah. But he was not a positive addition for the Raptors in this game at all and if you're talking about a basketball game in the conference finals and three of your five starters are not giving you positive performances yeah. it's tough to win yeah. it's tough to win any game and that's regardless of what Kawhi Leonard does yeah. and let's get into more of Kawhi Leonard because I feel like a lot of people here and as we talk more about basketball right there's more and more people joining in and and coming to the game, watching the game more that they haven't really watched for the whole season. Right. Right. So they don't really understand a lot of what's going playoffs, on. Playoffs, playoffs. The playoff, the playoff watchers. For the sure. playoff fans. Which I and I'm not knocking anyone. Yeah, I'm here to help, right? I mm -hmm. want to discuss things and talk about different things because we fall in love all the time in with basketball in terms of talking about points and how many points people score. We know Kawhi's a bad man and he's getting buckets. The part to me that people are missing is what Kawhi Leonard is doing on defense, okay? We just watched Kawhi Leonard, forget the scoring numbers again. Yep. We know he put in mega work in the Philly series, but he eliminated Ben Simmons from games two to six yep. and eliminated Jimmy Butler in game games one and seven, right? Jimmy Butler had like six points, I think, when he was being guarded by Kawhi in game seven. Right. So far in this series, the Raptors have put Kawhi Leonard on Middleton, who was Milwaukee's second best player, their all-star, all yep. and Middleton had 12 points in this game. That's back-to-back -back games that Kawhi has put Middleton on lockdown, and nobody's talking about that. That, to me, is a positive that the Raptors can use going forward in the sense that now, instead of Middleton being another consistent 20-plus point guy, now they need all those other guys who are okay, we're good, solid NBA players, yeah. but they need all those other guys to knock down shots because their other all-star isn't putting up the points. And that all gets added into all this talk we're hearing about Kawhi in terms of how many minutes is he playing? How many shots is he getting? When's he getting rest? Like, he needs rest because not, my favorite line, not all minutes are created equally. Yeah. What I mean by that is Kawhi balls out on both ends of the floor and if you're shutting down all stars on one end and getting busy getting buckets on the other end you're going to be tired yeah. you need rest somehow he did it in philly yeah. and so far no one man should have all that power to do to do it in back-to-back <laughs> -back rounds and you're we're right. seeing that here because again philly or philly and the bucks are different the bucks are getting it from all different angles in terms of what we say, six guys in double figures, the Raptors need more from their bench. And hey, I, I'll be honest, someone will back me up. Maybe my guy C Brown or one of my guys at work. I called the Norm Powell game. I said the Norm Powell game was yep. coming. I called that from before. But they need more of Norm or Kyle. I mean, Danny Green would be nice, but at least now you know you can go to Fred or uh, Norm 
just someone yeah. else to give you something off the bench. But Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> are you still kind of amazed by what Kawhi Leonard is doing right now? Or are you just like, nope, I'm, I'm used to it by now. Him on both ends of the floor. As my guy Cuffs the Legend on Twitter yeah. said, he's officially the second best player in the world right now. <laughs> I co-signed that, by the way. I mean, how 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 could you not? I, I again, I am surprised, and now we watch basketball, right? Mm-hmm. I am surprised about uh, uh, how good he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe when you're watching and it's not your home team, you're not really paying attention to the to the little things he does. Mm-hmm. But now watching it every game, all season long, especially these last two series, I didn't know he was that good. I mean, like you hear the talk, yeah, he's he's one of the top three players in the league. and Two-way might, he, players. He might yeah. be the best two-way player. I mean, you know, the words are nice, but to actually see it yeah. is, is is shocking. Yeah. And consistency and, and the number of minutes and then the fact that it's not just on defense, but he's in some games been our whole offense. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the incredible part is what he's able to do on the defensive end while still – taking it up a level right right in the playoffs because again when we keep talking about regular season stats and applying it to the playoffs it's a different ball game yep. your superstars are going to shoot more they're going to hopefully score more mm-hmm. their minutes are going to go up all those things go up in the playoffs you have anomalies in terms of a team like the golden state warriors yeah who run their program differently than anyone else in the league in terms of how many guys they play right. in terms of their style of play in shooting all the threes, but the Bucks, for example, they've kind of picked up that kind of ball movement, space and pace shooting threes, but they're still not Golden State, no. and they're still not the Cavs of last year that the Raptors ran into. Mm-hmm. And so I know over the next couple of days, we're going to see all these stats of, you know, 90% of teams that go up <laughs> to nothing win the series, and we're going to see all that. Cool. Yep. And I get it, and I understand it, and no problem. But am I wrong to just look at this and say, well, the Raptors play at home. They're a good home team. I think Devlin said during the broadcast, the Raptors haven't lost three straight games since last November. Yep. And you're going to go home. You're playing at home. The crowd's going to be rocking. You just got to win the game at home. And then you take it from there. Then after you win game three, you look at it and you say, okay, well, we got to just win back-to-back games at home. And then you worry about the rest of the series later on. Exactly. One game at a time. You're winning home games. That, that's got to be the key. Am I wrong to be thinking that? Or should I be more panicked and more upset as I feel like the majority of the fan base is right now? You know, you know what? I, I get it. You know, we're, we're coming from Toronto, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing this as, this is our chance to be in a championship, in one of the, a major championship. Yep. And it doesn't look good right now no. on paper. But again, you got to take the eye test, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just look at the score. Look at what we were able to accomplish. I mean, they got they went from the third quarter. They went from a twenty-eight point lead to a thirteen-point lead. Yeah, right. They're right there. I'm glad you brought that up. Right. You you make you right. Then out of a timeout. First thing out of the timeout, Kyle drives to the basket, yeah. gets fouled. Like they fouled. don't call they it. They didn't call it. Bucks go back the other way. They, they score. score. Lopez gets an and one. Yep. Surge blocks. Oh no, that was another play. Sorry. Lopez gets an and one. Right. Then, uh, sorry. Let it me start over. Surge. Kyle drives. Yep. Got fouled. No call. They go back the other way. Score. Then Surge gets called for goaltending. Yep. And to me, that didn't look like goaltending. It no. looked like George Hill did a finger roll. The ball's going up in the air still, and Surge swatted it because he was right behind him. Yeah. But either way, out of that timeout, you worked that hard to get it down to 13. The lead again was 28. And then, boom, two calls go against you. Yep. And There's then a turnover. A turnover back up to 19. Yep. But you showed signs right there that you can play with these guys. You got it to yep. 13. You're right there. If and you come out of that timeout, knock down a three. It's a 10 point game. Yeah. And at that time, ben, both ben Fleet and Powell were a part of that surge. For sure. Hey. Jody Meeks got minutes in this game yep. and didn't look out of place. Let's exactly. be serious. People, exactly. I saw Jody Meeks was trending on Twitter. I know as soon as Jody Meeks checks into the game, everyone starts going crazy. 
but he didn't embarrass himself. He missed a couple shots. He hit one at the end of the buzzer. Yeah. But like Jody Meeks didn't look out of place in this game. To me, if someone drives and misses a two-point shot, I'm not mad at that because Danny Green and Gasol weren't doing that. Yeah. If you come in the game and you're at least aggressive, was it Sam talking about it at halftime about yeah. the fact that Brogdon comes in the game, he's getting busy, right? Mirtich comes, no, Mirtich starts. Ilyasova comes off the bench. Yep. He's looking for his offense. The Raptors guys, when they're checking in, the Raptors guys in their starting lineup, they're still playing tentative. Exactly. Even Pat Kanan comes in. Remember, even he, in game one, pulled, yeah. Pat Kanan came in and tried to dunk on Gasol. It's Pat Kanan, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But at least they're aggressive. They're yeah. trying to make plays. They're trying, they're trying mm -hmm. to be in the game, whereas yeah. our starters are getting the ball at the three-point line wide open and, and looking to they swing it. They don't know it. what to do. Yeah. Right? And they miss they, they the don't want they don't want to miss they don't want to miss another shot. Yeah, they miss the first two and they're shook. And, and these hey, are veteran players. These aren't starters who are you know like yeah. Siakam. We know is Siakam's Siakam. on his way. Mm -hmm. He's not there yet, which he, which I think he's showing more in this series. Yeah. Right. This is Pal. Uh, sorry, not Pal, but Marcus Gasol and Danny Green. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're playoff tested. They got to dig deep. They're veterans. Yeah. We expect more. Need yeah. more. Yeah. Definitely need more. I would seriously think that going forward, though, Marcus Gasol and Danny Green start them. I don't make the overreaction and not start them because no. I think like that's too big of a move. But you definitely increase the minutes of your bench guys, including Norm and Siakam, or and Norm and Serge. Sorry, right. right? You increase those minutes. You give them more of a run, and maybe that's a reality check that Danny Green, you know, needs. And maybe playing Gasol and Danny Green at twenty-five minutes. Mm -hmm you know, maybe closer to 30 minutes, maybe they're fresher than the 40 that they've been getting right. and they can be more effective and give more on the defensive glass or at the defensive ending, contribute in other ways, yep. get easier baskets, rolling, cutting to the basket, something like that. Yep. Uh, but let's get to some comments. I haven't even mentioned anything, but thanks to people tuning in as always on Twitter, live at Shell Alexander, taking your comments and questions there. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you ever miss the podcast live as hey, it's Friday night, probably on your way out. You don't want to talk about the raps right now, but you want to take it in maybe tomorrow, maybe Sunday yeah. while you're, you're, you're taking a, a, a stroll or sitting on the deck at the cottage or something, you know, you can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Google play and YouTube. Just search on blast podcast. We got you covered there. But let's get to some comments. First things first on Instagram. Our guy Sniz decides that he's going to say, it's over, I'm off. I'm, he's assuming that he's off the bandwagon. We're not shocked by that comment. He Fake be... fan that. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't riding the bus anyway. You were driving, buddy. Uh, uh, Diaz checks in to, to call me once again. Sheldon, quote, I'm not worried, Alexander. That's because he's, he coined that phrase because the whole time during the this regular season, yep. during the first round, second round, whenever things happen, I'm not worried. Like, again, the Raptors just got – you take it a game at a time. We as fans and the media, they look ahead all the time to what's going to happen in game six and seven. Right. The players are just like one game at a time. If you win game three, then you move on. Cool, you go to game four. You saw enough things in this game where you can make the right adjustments to switch things up. Plus, all these Bucks role players, are they all going to play good on the road? No. Right? Yeah. People were shook about Brooke Lopez. What did Brooke Lopez do in this game? Did Brooke Lopez, I think he, I, I saw him score one basket. Oh, he's one for seven from the floor in this game, 0 for four from three. And everyone was shook about Brooke Lopez. <laughs> this is my point. They got a whole bunch of dudes that are all right. But they need like three of those all right dudes to show up. The Raptors just need the same dudes to show up every night. Yeah, Because exactly. we know who our guys are. Yeah. We know who our eight guys are. We just need those eight guys to show up. Does that make sense? Definitely. Uh, Alex says, this series is clearly over, and I don't want to hear any Homer excuses. Tell it like it is. The Raptors are not as good of a team as the Bucks. Alex, I'm sorry you feel that way. I understand why, why you would say that. It's 2 nothing. The Bucks hit a lot of threes. Giannis gets a lot of calls. The Raptors don't hit a lot of threes, and Kawhi doesn't get a lot of calls. So I get it, and I see why you would say that. But again, I'm going to remind you guys, the series doesn't start until someone loses a home game. Yep. And if you guys want to freak out, I said it 
in the first half. You want to get off the bandwagon and jump off? Just remember that moment you jumped off the bandwagon. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure people were ready to jump off when the Raps were down 2-1 to one in against, fi- Philly. against yep. Philly, right? Or when they lost the first game against Orlando. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Uh, K2's Garnett says, we still in it. Don't start till an away team wins. Exactly. Uh, Ray Ragul says, Toronto players have to stay on their man. What do you think of the defensive lineups the Raptors have been putting out there in terms of, I think they overhelp. Like, yes, definitely. I'm not helping on any Milwaukee Buck driving that's not Giannis. And I'm not helping off shooters. Yeah. Help off of Bledsoe. I would even help off of Lopez. Don't help off of Middleton. Yeah. Don't help off of Miritich. Miritich. That's yeah, just That they're there for shooting. Yeah. Right? And I'm not, like, if, if Bledsoe's driving to the basket, I'm not helping. Let him drive to the basket. If the help defense is at the rim in terms of the shot blocker, cool. But don't sag off your guy at the three-point line because because Middleton – or not Middleton, because Bledsoe has a step. Or George Hill. That's the part I didn't understand. And, you know, Danny Green helping off Miritich early. People got to – like, it's basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, the losing team still going to score 90 points. Like, remember, think think about that. It's 90 points. So – if that 90 points is yeah. coming from Giannis shooting threes and Bledsoe yeah. shooting threes, yeah. or, right, or, drive, or George, Hill, George Hill driving to the basket and making tough shots, mm-hmm. you take that over wide-open threes from shooters. Exactly. Totally. And, again, I want to book Middleton's game because I called it from early yeah. on. I said Middleton only gets off when he doesn't see Kawhi. Yeah. He hit a three when Kawhi was on him early from deep. He pulled up from deep mm-hmm. before Kawhi was guarding him. The rest of Middleton's buckets, Kawhi's not around. It's off a switch. It's off the Kyle on him, and he just turned and shot over him. But when he saw Kawhi, man's shook ones. All I'm saying is pay attention to that side of the game because that is a trend going forward. Are all these bench guys going to travel in Toronto and play well? Are you going to get all these buckets from these dudes on the road? That's my question I ask. That's a question I'd like to see. Uh, Austin says, just won't. Just want to move on from that one and just think about Sunday. There we totally go. agree. Like where your head's at. Yeah, the other one said I wasn't even. What was that? Let's go back. They can't double team Giannis. They can't double team Giannis. See, there's I don't not, want them to double there, team Giannis either. There's not even a reason to. Well, Siakam, the thing with Siakam was getting himself in trouble was because he's letting Giannis get a head start. Yeah. And once Giannis gets a couple dribbles and he's, he's downhill and he's going full steam ahead and they're not calling the travel on that Euro step. You're in trouble. You're you're just six fouls waiting to happen. Exactly, and that's so why what, what, Siakam in this you game. You can't you can't let him get a running start. So when he gets the ball above the three point line, right, you give him three steps. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That way he can't gather and start coming downhill. Right. You got to hedge earlier so that he right. has to adjust. Exactly. So then he's either going to take a long shot, which, if you look at those percentages, mm-hmm. he's two of something, right, <laughs> or he's passing the ball. Yeah. But that way, you, you're not he's you're not getting to, to the point where you have to double team him. Yeah. So he's passing to other guys who are again aren't gonna. There's nobody other than maybe Bledsoe and Brogdon. Nobody's gonna beat anybody off the dribble from this it's team. True. Right. It's true. It's very true. I just think that I I'd urge all Raptors fans to remember the moment that you jumped off the bandwagon. That's all I'm saying. And if you already jumped off the bandwagon and it hasn't even been a full week since Kawhi hit that shot (laughs) over the Sixers, that's on you guys. If you guys are ready to do that, cool. That's on y'all. Already talking about, oh, the series is done. Already talking about they needed to get game one. Cool. I understand all of that. Yes, they should have won game one. You can't take that back. It happened. Kyle Lowry played great and you lost. But now the situation that you have going forward, you get to win home games. Yep. And if you are who you think you are, Toronto Raptors, you win your home games. Exactly. And then you start over and you say, okay, game five, worry about that when it comes. Uh, let's see. More comments, though, here. Case 2 Garnett says, Norm played good. Norm's got to get a lot more minutes. I totally agree with that. We talked about that. Uh, someone said, what are you talking about, Lebronto? We don't have shooters. He says, we don't have, we don't have shooters. We're not Golden State. Say how it is, fam. I feel bad for Raptors fans that are so angry that don't even really like their own team. 
like so quick to jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> and I, th- I think like it's a tortured fan base syndrome, right? Because yeah, for so long, everything has gone bad that so quickly you went from, oh my God, Kawhi, that was amazing to all of a sudden our team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Bucks are good. You've lost two games in a series. It's okay. It's okay. Don't panic. You're not worried about don't get swept. If they well, come I mean, out and play badly in game three, cool. Yeah. I'll listen to all that. I'll take all that slander if they play poorly in game three at home and right. they lose game three, cool. I hear you. Then we'll start talking one, two, three, Cancun. I'm right there with <laughs> I'm right there with you. Definitely. Definitely. But until they lose a road game a home game, sorry, right. I'm not I'm just not gonna overreact. The Raptors play very well at home. They're one of the best home teams in the regular season. And then I think you saw that you can then figure out. Let's get some more comments, and then we'll get out of here. Don't want to go too long. Emma says Pascal is a bit of a worry. Uh, Yeah, Pascal, I think, needs to figure out how to defend Giannis a little better. Maybe you switch up. Do you, do you put Danny on Giannis, maybe, and let Danny just be there to use the six fouls because you need Pascal's scoring? Is that a thing? I don't know. But you can't have Pascal fouling out. I think, again, he just got to adjust his defense. Mm-hmm. You, you can't sag. Like, Pascal, he's not a, a a lumbering big man, right? He's an athletic. He's quick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Giannis is not that much quicker than him. Giannis doesn't have, a, does, doesn't have a handle where he's, he's going to cross you up and drive to the basket, yeah. right? Yeah. Just adjust it. Yeah. Adjust it. And if, you, if you're going to stay, stay with the double team, the double team has to come early. So he's not getting a head start. Because he's yeah. getting he's getting those calls, and then on the other end, make him play defense. Yeah, you have yet to make him play defense. Totally agree with that. He's only coming off on help, and even like he came over and helped on the block on Gasol very early on, and I thought that was a foul that they didn't yeah. call early on in the game. But hey, again, Giannis is getting away with whatever Giannis wants to get away with. Uh, another comment here on Instagram. Tell everyone to stay on their man. Match Pascal's minutes with Giannis's minutes. No overhelping on D. Don't foul Giannis. It's only twos. Give Powell and Ibaka as many minutes as they want. <laughs> There's a lot in there. But the thing I'm going to talk about is matching Pascal's minutes with Giannis. Because we're talking about the adjustments that the coaches make. And mm-hmm. we talked about how it seems both Brett Brown and Bud are very quick to call timeouts and don't really let the Raptors get on runs. Right. Nick Nurse, we'll get to that. That's another story for another day. But the thing that amazed me the most in this game, in the first quarter, the Raptors put Kawhi on the bench with like two minutes left. Okay, They subbed mm-hmm. out Kawhi. Con- Pat Connaughton's in the game, and he the Raptors inbound the ball, and he ran to Kyle Lowry to foul him so that the Bucks could sub out Giannis. And I was just like, whoa. Okay, like that's to me is a game plan thing that I'm seeing, right? Like, okay, well, Kawhi's off. Okay, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to get Giannis some rest now that Kawhi's off the floor as well. Those are the type of little adjustments, how you're cheating rest for your guys, because even in this game, Giannis played 35 minutes, you know, Kawhi played 38, but you're cheating rest for your stars because you saw him go to the bench. Okay, cool. Do you want to see more of that from Nick Nurse? Just some random adjustments on the fly. Although I did like the one of taking Kawhi out earlier in the first quarter. Get I think, him some more rest I think, I think, uh, I think not so much the matching of minutes, mm-hmm. but just allocating those minutes better. I think, like you said, we've been on this about the bench. Should be playing more, yeah. especially if your, other starter, if your starters aren't effective, right? Mm-hmm. So Serge and Norm should be taking some of Green and Gasol's minutes, right? Uh, again, you make Kawhi play the whole third quarter. And maybe it's more necessary in this game. In this game. But then you, but then you still took game. him out in the fourth. I still not mad at the bench minutes though. No, 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 not 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 at the bench minutes. I just if the game it was closer. That's a tough one, though. I, I I'm okay. You got to ride Kawhi because you're trying to get you're yeah. trying to get back in the game in the third quarter. In this one, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And the bench again wasn't playing poorly. Even Meeks didn't look out of place. Yeah. There's but a I, comment here I, I want to ask I, you about, though. But I don't think you can match 
Siakam and Giannis's minutes, because you got to remember the Bucks are going ten, sometimes exactly. eleven man deep. True. The Raptors are going eight. Yeah. So, you know, and even like three of those eight aren't playing well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Diaz says this is why you don't acquire a superstar and pair him with a rookie coach. Challenge my thoughts, please. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not here to crush a team in the conference finals yeah. for the rookie head coach and a superstar and how this has all worked out. You got to the conference finals. That is not, that is, that's a success. Yeah. No, like I'm not going to crush that Raptors fans. Relax. I just think I it just, was, it was like five days ago that Kawhi yeah. hit the shot and it was all, <laughs> it was all good just a week ago. Yeah. Like, and but I mean, but now, I mean, who, like, the who, team sucks. Who, Come which, on, which, who are you going to hire? I mean, they, they wanted Bolden Holzer. Bolden Holzer went to the Bucks. Yeah. Right, yeah, totally. You fired the coach of the year. Like, I mean, who who are you gonna call? Who is it that you that you were gonna call? Yeah, to come to come coach Kawhi and the Raptors. Yeah, no, totally true, totally true. Uh, someone says Sheldon, as much as you hyped Gasol, you really need to bun him some way tonight. <laughs> Yo, I I think I weighed in on Gasol enough. No, yeah. Um, Kawhi is an MVP, no contest. Let's not drink, let's not drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, more comments. It's also the timing of the calls. When we're on a run, Giannis gets a touch foul. That's true. Very true. That's uh, totally what I'm talking about. That's a great point by who's uh, that? K2's Garnett, K2S yeah. Garnett. Yeah. Made some good points tonight. It's very true, right? Like that's what happens. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of stats as opposed to watching the game. Those are two different things. Uh Gasol is not washed because Gasol wasn't washed when he was shutting down Embiid mm -hmm. and he wasn't washed when he shut down Vucevic. Like Gasol held two all-stars to 10 points below their scoring averages in the playoffs. Come on, guys. We need to get over this whole thing. Is the matchup as good for him in this series? No, but you don't get here without Marc Gasol. We, we're on that same page. We can Def agree on that? Definitely. Okay. Um, also, too, let's just say let's look forward to game in Toronto, Raptors at home. What's the biggest thing that needs to change for the Toronto Raptors going in game three? For us to be sitting here after game three and talking about a Raptors victory and they're back in the series. What's the biggest thing that we need to see on game three on Sunday? Home court confidence. Okay. Right? I think, I think our biggest, you know you're going to miss shots. You're going to have those slumps, right? But it's the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So you can't wallow in it. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you're shooting, and it's not just not dropping for you, but you're shooting, and shooting with confidence, right? Just like we kept saying about Van Fleet, Van Fleet and Philly look shook. Yeah. Van Fleet, not putting up big numbers, but he's at least shooting with confidence, driving to the basket with confidence. Yeah. He's, he's in the game. If it goes down, it goes down. If it doesn't, you take your lumps and you move on. Mm -hmm. You just want them to shoot with confidence. Yeah. And they're good enough. All of Van Fleet, Siakam, Gasol, Danny Green are all good enough shooters that if they're shooting in rhythm and shooting with confidence, they've got the crowd behind them, they're home, they're on their home court, they're going to get those buckets. None, none of them need to score 20-25 for us to win these games. No. no. 12. I'll take 12. For sure, totally. We talked about the stats there about Serge Ibaka. When Serge Ibaka gets to double digits, the Raptors are six and zero in the playoffs, and yeah. they're now two and five, or sorry, two and six, when he doesn't get to double digits. Yeah, and that's just double digits. And you're not asking for a big time Serge Ibaka. Exactly. Game. You're just saying double digits. Uh, for me, but I think but I think just doing. Sorry, just but just doing that. Gasol coming out, shooting with confidence, mm -hmm. becoming a threat. That opens the floor for Kawhi to now be even more effective and shoot a better percentage because he's he's scoring thirty, but he's not shooting at that sixty seventy percent clip that he was the last series. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Uh, I would say going forward, the biggest things that I want to see in terms of the intensity. If you're the Raptors, you got to come out with intensity on Sunday because you're playing in front of your home crowd. You got your teeth kicked in. The mm -hmm. way that you started the game was straight disrespectful in terms of the Bucks just walking all over you from the start. You got to return the favor. So the start is going to be very important for the Raptors in game three. 
I would still start Danny Green and Marc Gasol. Oh, you have to. You're not going to give up on your starters. You're not going to give up on two of your vets like that. But you're going to definitely have a shorter leash. Mm-hmm. And regardless of who starts, you need more minutes from your bench. You've seen that it's, you need to give your bench more no, minutes. It doesn't matter who starts. It's all who finishes. But you can't, exactly. but you can't bench them because, as we see, confidence is already an issue. Yeah. Benching them is not going to help that issue. And the other thing, too, that's super important to remember, Marc Gasol is going to be way more upset at Marc Gasol than we are watching the game. So just as mad as all these people are, just as mad as I am, right, at Marc Gasol, he's even more pissed off. You saw him missing shots that he knows he should knock down, and you saw him slamming his his hands against his legs. You saw him rattled. I mean, there's even a point where he missed a Kawhi pass, and Kawhi kind of looked at him weird, like Kawhi wasn't happy that he was missing passes. It's just a thing that doesn't look good at all for the Raptors, but... They need their best players to play like their best players. And now that you know that you can extend your rotation and you know that those guys aren't shook in this game, you just got to let it fly. Raptors at home were a great home team this season. Trust in that. Trust in what got you there. Play off the fans' emotions and trust that your role guys can play better than their role guys. And you just win game three. Worry about game four when game four comes out. But at the end of the day... Marcus Gasol, Danny Green, you guys are here for your veteran presence, yep. your veteran experience, and you have to play like that. And this is what I don't want to hear from Danny Green. Danny Green said after the game, I'm reading the quote here, shouts to John Josh Lewenberg of TSN. He says, quote, Danny Green says, quote, reasons like tonight are why we're so disappointed we let game one slip away. With how they shot the ball, we knew that was our chance to get them while they were rusty. They weren't going to shoot that poorly two games in a row. See, I don't want to hear you still talking about game one. Yeah. That's over. That has Game one has nothing to do with what happened in game two. The only thing you two. should have said is, I'm going to be better game three. Right? Like, and I'm sure he probably did say that. Cool, whatever. But you got to stop. If you're, you got to stop talking about game one. Game yeah. one has nothing to do with what happened in game two. Uh, Siakam on fouling out. Siakam said, quote, I've got to be smarter. There's fouls I just can't have. It's part of growing. It's good to see that they're that. At the biggest stage, you can't make mistakes. I'm going to continue to learn, get better, watch film, and make sure I'm better next game. That's what I want to hear, right? That's what I want to hear. Mark Gasol said, quote, The beginning put us in a real bad spot. We couldn't get a grip of the game early on, and I take full responsibility for that. That's what I want to hear, right? That's what I want to hear. And now what I want to (laughs) see, right? What I want to see is another big-time performance in Game 3 because Gasol also said, quote, I played really bad, and that set the tone. I told you what the start was. You're veteran players. Take responsibility. Right? right? I told you what the start was. It was the worst start I've seen a Raptors center have going back to the Hoffa days. That includes Bargnani. That includes whoever (laughs) you want. Like, the way that the man played early, I don't know what was in his head. I don't know if he was trying to do too much, but Gasol played horribly in this game. And you hope that as a vet, he comes back and bounces back in the next game. And if he doesn't, it's Baca time. You know that you could roll with Baca. And we talked about it earlier, too. Maybe you can play smaller and you play Siakam at the five. Now, you might get into trouble, but can they really? You're not playing Miritich and Brooke Lopez if the Raptors are running out Siakam, Kawhi, and then Kyle, Norm, and Danny Green. Exactly. Maybe you go real small and try to run their big shooters off the floor and now make it a game between your small guys against their small guys. And what's Bledsoe saying? Nothing. Nothing from the outside. Hey, I'm going to leave you guys with this, Raptors fans. Basketball and playoff basketball is about adjustments and series doesn't start until a road team wins. So, hey, going into game three, I'm not going to say that I'm not worried because obviously you need to win game three now. Yeah. So like there's a worried meter, like I'm, I'm starting to get there, but it just comes down to game three must win, must win game. And I'm going to ask you guys to think about where you were at the end of game three against the Sixers. All y'all probably jumped off the bandwagon then yep. and bead was woofing up the crowd and bead had his, his hand by his ear yep. and all that Jet plane. And all you guys thought the series was over then. I'm just saying, relax. Just got to win home games. Take care of business there. But hey, Q, where can the people find you if they want to talk to you in the meantime, between time, between the games, get some of your uh, comments here. 
Uh, just like I always tell you, holler at us anytime, any place. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at simply underscore just underscore Q. Uh, you can also catch me at, at DDS Caps again on all social media platforms. We've got two of our hats back here. They're always here. You always see them. We've got some other things. If you want to check us out, check us out at DDScaps.com. And of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and here I try to provide place for people to relax take a breather it's not all about panicking it's not over worrying i lost the comment now but emma said something about needing the sheldon i'm not worried alexander podcast right now because everybody wants to jump off the building right now and it's like yo it's game two when it's time to like would we be that surprised if the raptors came back and won the two home games didn't they win two home games against the Cavs? Now, we know there were some other things going on behind the scenes that might have helped the Raptors play a little bit better in that yeah. conference finals against yeah. the Cavs in the two home games. But who's to say the same thing can't happen? The Six the six has gotten lesser players or better <laughs> players, right? The Six Nightlife has gotten you better know, players. Than Snoop Dogg's in town. You know, he might smoke up, <laughs> smoke up a player or two. You know. no, the point is, we can't be... We, it and be totally surprised if the Raptors win the next two games at home because we've seen them do it before against a way better team and they had the way lesser team so relax go in the game I mean don't totally relax because you don't want to be down to nothing but at the same time win your home games and I'm also glad that this is a weekend so that there's less of the hot take shows yeah. <laughs> in between now and the Raps next game because I don't need to hear Skip Bayless going crazy don't need to hear more Stephen A. rumors about Kawhi's definitely gone. I'm okay with that. Don't need to hear Hopefully the Raptors can pull out the victory on Sunday. But in between, in between, if you want to catch up with me, you can find me where you find this podcast live after each and every Raptors game at Shell Alexander on Twitter. Also on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, the podcast ends up online on Twitter, or sorry, on YouTube, on Google Play, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. Like and subscribe, hit the like button, all that fun stuff. Share with your friends. Old Raptors fans, new Raptors fans, bandwagon Raptors fans, because we're here for the open conversation, right? There you go. I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm not saying you're always wrong. We're here for the conversation. That's the beauty That's of sports, right? So again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I close every podcast, I used to play for used to wow i messed up the line maybe i'm as rattled as the raptors were after getting blown out this game (laughs) but i really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya peace